going on, boys? We got McMichael and Mian and Mari here for the third, fourth episode. Fourth episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Welcome back to the Complete Collection. I am your host, Nick Mara, joined by Andrew McMichael and Andrew Meehan. Uh, Mr. McMichael, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm one of those Andrews. <laughs> Mr. Meehan, what's up? It's a beautiful day out, huh? Uh, we're finally getting good weather in New England. Good to talk about good weather to talk about uh, John Walker finally losing his fucking mind. Yeah, so let's just get right into it. Uh, spoilers for everybody who hasn't seen the fourth episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. The episode's titled The Whole World is Watching. Uh, yeah, so John Walker kills a guy with a shield because the super soldier serum, if you're not Steve Rogers, makes you insane or just enhances the evil in you. Let me ask you guys a question because it seems as though that was the central focus of this entire episode. And we'll get into the specifics and, and the story a little bit later on. But if you guys were faced with the opportunity of taking the super soldier serum, knowing that there would be negative side effects of essentially roid rage, or you might lose control of your personality. Is that a risk that you would be willing to take uh, me and would you take the super soldier serum if you had an opportunity to, well, is it confirmed that that's, was one of the that that was a side effect i thought it was just he went bullshit after battlestar was killed so i think in the first captain america movie dr erskine says that it enhances everything about the person so was and if you go back to when they brought up isaiah uh, back in the second uh, he was the only survivor out of everybody who took it also so not just the perfect soldier but a good man exactly Uh, oh yeah okay so now that you guys say that yeah i'd agree with uh I'm not surprised. See, this was a bold prediction of mine. I thought that they were obviously wanted to catch the flag smashers, but then they were also like, you know, the government was like, hey, you know, you happen to come across some of the serum, take it because you won't last in a, you know, in a fight just as right. yourself. But I think like, I don't know if that's going to confirm it or not, but I'm not surprised that like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Deep down, John Walker knows that he will never be Steve Rogers. He will never be able to live up to that in terms of who Steve Rogers has gone up against you know, as enemies. So, yeah, I mean, take it. I'm not surprised. Michael, would you, uh, would you take the serum? Um, as much as I would love to say, obviously, yes, Mm -hmm. I I really, I, I, the, (laughs) we talked about this earlier this week. Uh, Me and so I started watching the boys, you know, Another shout out on a, another network. Amazon, um, Amazon Prime. Battlestar's costume feels like it belongs in an episode of The Boys, but that's a start now. So I, I'm almost done with the second season. And again, I was telling Nick, like watching this show versus now watching what's going on in Falcon and Winter Soldier, there's a lot of uh, similarities with each other, but on the contexts of reality versus comic book. So, um, no, I don't think I would. I, 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 I think, again, I already with me knowing who I am, if I took it, I would think I would already lean more towards evil. Just uh, not saying that I would <laughs> not, not saying not saying it wouldn't have like good intentions, but just like with Thanos, like who's good intentions? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, is it just my best interest or is it really like, I guess, the collective community? So I would have to say no, because I know myself already. So, yeah. I mean, all right. I, I'm not saying like in my shoes, just John Walker. Like, I'm not surprised he took it. That's that was what I was going for. I actually, I've, been, I've been saying that for for four weeks now. Like that was like it was happening. Like, yeah, I, I just yeah, didn't know yeah, if they were yeah. telling him to like, hey, try to get some of the serum too, or if he was just like, it fell into my lap, so I'm going to take it now. 
I think no. he took enough ass beatings amongst everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. you know what, man? It's it's a lot like you said. It's it's him recognizing that he's never going to be Steve Rogers, and he admits that to Battlestar when when he basically says, uh, uh, who was it that was talking, saying that it makes the person go crazy or lose control, and they're like, well, Steve, it didn't happen to Steve Rogers, and he's like, there was never going to be another Steve Rogers, and it's like that's when it really hit home to me where. Dr. Erskine's right. It's like what's good becomes great. What's bad becomes worse. And if you don't have that willingness to jump on a live grenade as a 60 pound, you know, teenage kid soaking wet, then you're probably going to be uh, manipulated in some ways or you're going to let your emotions take over. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens to uh, to our friend U.S. agent in this episode. Uh, you know, I I went back and watched Captain America, the first Avenger. Was it last weekend? And it's just like it was clicking on like everything. And this is before episode four. And I'm just like, you know, I don't like bullies. You know, I don't care where they're from. Like it's everything's just clicking on like who John Walker is and who Steve Rogers is. Like, obviously, we knew that. But now you're like, oh, man, it's tying in like it just it's all full circle now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's as though they've they've taken the character of Captain America and they put him up on a pedestal, which they absolutely that's kind of what the whole purpose of Captain America was not recognizing that it was truly Steve Rogers. That was the hero. Right. I think right. you, I think you guys are missing some of the other contexts and, and like the other super subtle comparisons. So when us agent obviously fights team Wakanda, he gets his ass handed to him. Steve never got his ass handed to him. Steve held his own when he fought against black Panther and did what he had to do to protect Bucky. Right. So like, I think you're already seeing the differences where he was like, wow, they're not even super, they're not even supers and they kicked my ass. Like, yeah. so I, I, I think with, it, it just shows a lot more because again, just because you have medals, how did you go about getting those medals? You know, right, you right. could have burnt down a whole town, you know, a whole village full of little kids to take care of the, you know, the kingpin where, you know, yeah. Steve Rogers would have walked in there butt naked to do what he done. I mean, you know, and it's crazy because we see a character like Falcon who is probably going to get the shield at some point. Uh, you know, we're all assuming this. It's crazy that he can hold his own. So it's really just like the good person factor in this as like, you know, the mantle of Captain America, like who that belongs to. It's like for Walker, it's just, you know, and he had never knew that. And I'm glad we got to see more of like John Walker trying to fight because in episode one, I think we saw him throw the shield like once or twice and then he got booted off the, uh, mm. the trailer. So it's like we get to see him fight a little bit more, and it's still just proving the point that he's like he can't he can't hold his own. Rogers could, and whether it's the serum or not, you know, Walker can't. Right. So if I had what? to answer my own question, though, I think I would say I, I would like to say no, I wouldn't take the serum, but I I probably would. Uh, McMichael, did you have anything to add before we get into the, uh, the story of the episode? Yeah, the last thing I was going to say was that I think it, 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 let's not forget or undermine, you know, to take it again from another, you know, DC property like with Suicide Squad, where, you know, their leader was not a super, but had the military background where, like I said, hopefully where I think this is all going to end in two more episodes is U.S. agent. Now they took the super serum. Yes, enhanced his abilities. But I think he was more picked to then have leadership abilities than maybe the overall super abilities that he just happened to stumble upon. For sure. Yeah. 
All right. So the episode starts off with a little bit of a flashback. We go back six, was it six years, five years. It's definitely pre-snap. Uh, we're in Wakanda where Bucky Barnes has been staying, hiding from the authorities, pretty much the entire world. After he was freed from Hydra's mental programming as the, uh, or of the winter soldier. After this treatment, uh, Dora Milaje member Ayo, who's the woman that we saw at the very end of episode three that we had teased for uh, this episode, we were going to be getting some type of Wakanda or Black Panther tie in. We see that she's taken him to a remote location and she's reciting the activation words, but it doesn't trigger the Winter Soldier. And they're very, very happy. I actually thought this was a very interesting way of starting the episode. I a feeling we were going to end up going back to Wakanda, but I thought we were going to go back to Wakanda like present day. A uh, little bit disappointed, I must say, that there wasn't any reference to Black Panther. So we still are kind of hanging on to what they're doing with Chadwick Boseman's character. Um, we get back into the present day where AO is berating Barnes for, for freeing Zemo, who killed King T'Chaka at the UN. And uh, she basically says to him, because Bucky's like, he's the end to a means. And I didn't really understand what he meant by that. But I'm assuming that they both figured that it was supposed to be some type of retribution for what had happened prior. So she's like, all right, fine. You got eight hours to bring him to do whatever you need with him before we take him in. And uh, so Bucky reunites with Sam and Zemo where they inform two, uh, they're informed of two more fatalities from the Flag Smasher bombings at the, uh, the GRC Supply Depot. And this is where we, we really start to see that the Flag Smashers can be considered more than just a terrorist group, so to speak. Zemo remarks them as being supremacists and that they... Uh, they're all about taking over and having control. Do you guys ever really get that feeling in the first three episodes that this was a group where they were trying to regain control of the world? Or did you just think that they were like thinking that they were fighting against like a, uh, I don't know, a, a fight that others weren't able to do. I just feel like it's trying, you know, there's some way that you got to try to justify the actions of the, uh, the villain quote unquote unquote i guess you know like justifying what thanos wanted to do like oh yeah there's you know cleaner you know water and blue skies you know it's you're always going to try to find a way in a show to justify what the villain is doing and i mean they are you know trying to get supplies to people who need it and they think that they're you know people who have been here for five years you know during the blip it's i mean you're always just going to try to wiggle away to justify what you know villains are doing Mm. Um. Well, again, does this happen before or after? Because we get a lot more clarification as to who she is and why she's doing what she's doing when they're at the gravesite getting the serum, and uh, the other partner uh, was in front of. I guess it was his grandfather's grave, um, and he, he kind of t- asks her the question of, you know, are you really evil or not? Because my grandfather said, you know, this, this, and this. So, you know, I think we kind of get an idea. Um, a little bit more that, you know, with the justification, even with Thanos's ideal plan to how to help people, um, I think that's the kind of the same thing where we got a little bit more insight as to, hey, you know, when the blip happened, the world really did unite instead of fall apart. It became stronger. 
um, when the blip happened. And now that it got reversed, the people who are now back kind of uh, kind of caused the rift. So can I call bullshit on that, too? Because in Endgame, when we see what the world is like five years later, at least the United States of America doesn't look to be doing in, in great shape. Like they've let the city field where the Mets play just be overrun. There's like <laughs> the Statue of Liberty is like they're not is that really taking... such a crime. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying voice th- crack. They're, they're just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. They're, I'm just all I'm saying is there seems to be uh, Thanos is talking about clear skies and, and stomachs full and it doesn't look like we're in a state of, of pure bliss. It, it really appears as though people would appreciate uh, having I think, loved ones back. But I think we're missing the underlining thing. I mean, Thanos, from when we see his backstory, I think we get a little bit more on the immortals, I think uh, is what I heard or from what the, the synopsis is. But seeing physically how you were like raised and how you were kind of brought into that position of being a super villain or being a villain. Um, again, Carly, for what it is, what, what, why are you a villain? Because you're mad that people who didn't have power, have power now and kind of controlling those resources and the way that they feel is necessary or they think is whatever they, their directive is. So, you know, anybody who's in a poor situation or, or a less resourceful situation, I feel that's where you have that, that, that divide is how do you not feel for them? If you're saying that you have all these resources and you're not out, if you're not sharing them or using them, you know, if I have these powers now, I'm really doing what's good. Not for nothing. I mean, you blew up a building and only killed two people. The fuck's the problem? I mean, I, what, the yeah. fuck? what the fuck? Like, it, did, didn't, like, didn't it kind of seem as though they would they say 11 were injured or something and two, two were dead, three were dead? That definitely appeared as though that building was full of people <laughs> when they lit it on fire. Look at uh, what what character was uh, Carly is her name, right? She's, yeah. You know, when she was with one of her you know team members, if you, yep. you know, she he she looked at he looked at her and was like, there's people still in there. And that's like the outlier that's in like every group. And he's like, all right, like, I'm glad we're doing all this. But I didn't think we were going to start killing people. Oh, you know? For anybody who's listening, the guy that we're talking about, he's the one that's scraping his face off the concrete at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's okay, very true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I will say, though, there there is something to this idea of there are no such thing as innocent people when she's defending innocent people or she's defending people that she thinks are innocent or saving people that she thinks are innocent, but then willing to blow up uh, a car or set off a car bomb that's going to ignite a fire into a, a warehouse with other people that aren't innocent, but they're just doing what their leaders are telling them to do. It's it really does come down to that whole idea of, you know, war is hell and nobody really wants to be fighting, but we fight for the cause of other people. Um, here's one thing that I will say did kind of not piss me off, but made me think back to WandaVision. Uh, as we get back into the story, Sam is basically saying to uh, Bucky and Zemo, that he thinks Carly can be redeemed. He notices that uh, her adopted mother or whatever has passed away and they try and find out more information about her. And they go to uh, a camp where there are flag smasher sympathizers and they, they're like, nope, we know who you are. We don't want anything to do with you. So they're all trying to figure out where this, this adoptive mother, Don- Donya Madani, which was clear to everybody that that was her adoptive mother. 
Because yeah. I did, okay, there was a lot of things that I I just. Well, they said she was like the adopted mother for like, like all those the, orphans. Yeah, like the community. Like her personality was just like she was like the Mother Teresa. That's what yeah. was kind of like the implied. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the three of them, they're all trying their own ways and figuring out how to uh, uh, find this woman, find where she is or find out about her. And uh, <laughs> of course, leave it to Zemo to play the old, uh, hey, kids, you want some candy trick? And get the information from a, a little girl by promising them Turkish delight, which never looks good to me. I, I don't I've never had Turkish delight before, but it does not look very appetizing. Have you guys ever had Turkish delight? Never. I, I think the whole son reference was interesting, too, with him saying that was my son's favorite candy. Mm, yeah, I did notice that as well. So he uh, learns information about Donya Madani and, and her memorial later on in the afternoon. And uh, he tells Sam and Bucky about about it. But he intentionally withholds information because he understands he's going to need to gain leverage on them because I mean, he figures they're going to turn on him eventually. Once once they reach Carly, they're going to turn on him and, and turn him back into the authorities or turn him back over to the Dora Malahe. And uh, so we get Wilson calling Sharon Carter, who's still in Madripoor, who has access to satellites. And Sharon is basically the guy in the chair. She's Ned from uh, Far From Home or Homecoming, where she's going to be tracking uh, John Walker and all these people. And she tells us that the power broker has basically gone crazy after the death of Dr. Nagel. And that they really can't afford to lose Carly. We get to the scene in the graveyard where Carly and the, and the other flag smasher retrieve the vials of the super soldier serum. And there's that discussion of, you know, are you really evil? Are we good? What are we doing? That type of perspective. Uh, we get to the memorial where Barnes, Wilson and Zemo run into, of course, John Walker and our, our battle star, Lamar Hoskins. It, John Walker must be the world's slowest world traveler because it feels like he's not just a step behind these guys the entire time. He's like an entire country behind them. <laughs> um, so here's here's my my question, though, bringing things back to WandaVision. I was really frustrated during that show when Monica kept talking, Monica Rambeau kept talking about how she can relate to Wanda because Wanda lost vision and like had to kill him. And now she's going through traumatic events and she's like, Oh, I've lost people too. I lost my mother. And it's like, no, you didn't fucking lose your mother. You were snapped five years ago, three years into that snap, your mother passed away. She was already pretty much on her death bed like she was getting surgery and the surgery had gone well but nobody knew what was going on we get the exact same thing with sam when he's saying like hey carly listen i know exactly what you're going through because my sister's been dealing with it i i just don't see the connection did you guys did that make sense to you did you it just kind of oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought they were saying hey we're colored people so i feel your pain is what i feel that wasn't the message 
I, I we're, we're both we're both of ethnic descent. So I did think that it did kind of cross my mind that this could. Have what been. did I tell you earlier? So to me, yeah. they did a little bit better job. But guess what? Hey, me and this is how I felt for it. So to me, the whole time, again, the racial undertone story for episode four was your partner has to be an African-American and you ha- can't let your partner tell you what to do. Like, again, there's some really like weird tones and conversations that were going on with that and then going into then Sam and Carly right afterward. I like how they try to cover it up when Sam was like, oh, I dealt with this because I work at like the VA hospital. Like, like, I like, okay, word. That I didn't make any sense though. She's correct. Because, soldier. Co- correct, correct, correct. But because you killed somebody, you're a soldier now, I guess. So I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. So again, to me, I've really got the undertones of, Hey, I understand you because, hey, look, you're kind of you're 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 a light skinned African-American or your ethnic uh, uh, difference of not being white Caucasian. So we both have the same struggles. And I feel like that was the same conversation when they called the sister. That's why I called the sister like, oh, hey, sister, I trust you. Like, I believe in you. Like, I'll believe you if you tell me your brother is good. Huh? What? Listen, I, I didn't get all that right. connection at all. I, I oh, okay. did think that the partnership... Hey, Carly, why don't you wire me like $150,000 so I can get my goddamn boat in the fucking water so me and Forrest Gump can go make some fucking shrimp cocktails. What the fuck? Like... <laughs> she's more... She's not oh, about... shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> she's not about the money. She's about the uh, the message. It's not message. The message. <laughs> so... Uh, so Sam says that he can he wants to talk to her alone and he can reason with her and and Johnny Walker's like, no, we got to go in. We got to take her. She's dangerous. We got to bring her into custody and leave it to Lamar Hoskins to be like, hey, you know, maybe we should let him go and uh, you know talk to her. And he's like, mm, OK, fine. So they handcuff Zemo to like a pipe of some sort. That's not going to work. And it doesn't. Uh so Wilson goes to see her alone, says that she's vulnerable from losing a loved one again. Not that I, I just don't understand the connection. Um, we get to the scene where Carly is giving the eulogy to for her mother and she sees Sam up in like the gallery of this warehouse. And uh, as she's talking She's basically declaring her intentions to abolish the oppressive system and notes that, that his sister, meaning Sam's sister, Sarah, has also suffered from injustices. Again, don't really know what injustice Sarah has suffered. She's in a business that isn't making money. That's the sense that I got, at least. It didn't. It, I just don't know if there's anything being done to Sarah or Sam's family that's unfair that other people don't have to deal with. Because if it's really just like you can't afford the boat anymore, it's because your shrimp business sucks. Yeah, it's never really confirmed that she's dealing with stuff from the blimp, the, the blimp, the uh, blip, right? I know she like, you know, said to right. Sam, like, you're gone for five years. It's kind of fucked how she's like, you were gone for five years. Like, yeah, you got fucking blipped. Right. Like, well, I think it's because, like, you know, the parents passing away, you know, her husband yeah. no longer being there or whatever, her having to take care of the kids and the business and all this other stuff. Like, again, uh, adulting <laughs> yeah. um, happened. Um, and, you know, you had to make decisions and choices where, yeah, that right. sucks. But, but the shrimp business wasn't successful. 
you have nobody to blame. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Half the planet's gone and you can't fucking shrimp the waters? Yeah, your business sucks. I'm exactly. Like, That's like, what I'm saying. There were, wha- like, there were whales in the fucking Hudson in Endgame, according yeah, yeah. to Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if half the shrimp would have disappeared, too. No, Tell you what, if, it you need all, just... if, if it was life, though, they would reproduce. But what I'm saying, though, is like with half of the human consumption going like you're not overfishing anymore. Well, now now I'm just there's... to myself. Was it half of humanity that was erased from the world or intelligent life? Or, yeah, like I mean, half of all life. Of life. So I don't yeah. Know. So would half the shrimp go away? That's the thing too. There's not a there's not a, there's not as much activity in the water. Like there were friggin' dolphins in like I don't know somewhere in Italy that there usually aren't friggin' dolphins. And hmm. like during the pandemic, and that's because everything was shut down. You know, this time last year, so dolphins were like, all right, let's go over here. Yeah, so like sam- salmon, shrimp, shit like lobster. I feel like they would be thriving. Tell, tell so, you what, you need to for you need to forest gump the shit out of this. You need Lieutenant Tan to crawl up on the top of your boat, start screaming at God and all that stuff, and then boom, shrimp. Nobody likes Hold collard greens. No, nobody likes collard greens and, and shrimp during the pan. I mean, during the blip. I mean, it's collard greens. Well, that's offensive because you wouldn't call them collared people. Okay, so all right. <laughs> all of a sudden, we see Johnny Walker storm into the room, leading Morgan. Thought to think that uh, Sam was just setting her up, and Zemo frees himself from the handcuffs because he's. At Zemo. The, at this, he's Zemo, but he's the most badass villain in the entire MCU. What does bother me about him, though, does is anybody else irritated by his mouth? Is that his actual mouth, or does he do that for the character? You, you, you know what I'm like, talking about, right? His weird, like, like where like it's that like kinda, yes, where it's like I think a that's just his whip. mouth. Because <sighs> remember, remember when he goes to steal the? You better, uh, you, you better do your research before you start making fun of this, my guy. You know what I'm saying? We don't want fucking cares. Yeah, we don't so want to. So, Mian, I don't know if you're aware of uh, uh, the multiple podcasts that Nick Mara uh, manages right now, but uh, obviously, you know, if you listen to uh, Moving the Goalpost on Monday mornings, um, <laughs> then uh, you know he has a he has a Twitter uh, following of uh, Mets fans who are uh, trying to go for Nick's neck. So no, that was that was know. a one one shot deal that I don't have to worry about anymore. We've made peace. So now we're and- gonna get the the cleft palate people. Attacking cleft, us, cleft lip people might be a little bit more difficult to deal with, but hey, nobody. Well, I think the Mets got a little bit more to deal with after what just happened. So, didn't uh, what the hell's his name? Francisco Lindor, yeah, Michael Conforto, yeah, Steve Cohen. Well, did the Phillies just beat that ass too? Anyways, let's get back on subject. Come on. <laughs> so, um, crap, so anyway, but yeah, point. but I'm, I'm I'm dead serious though. This guy's mouth is is fucked up. Or is he? Is that just him acting? Did you guys see that Marvel Studios released the full cut of the dance yes, scene? Yes, I talked about I this. Did, yes. 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 Great, great. I was so pumped. Like I really, really was. Because like, like I said, I was like, I don't know why everybody's making a big deal about this. One, like, if you just spent like five years in a goddamn prison and you were rich or wealthy, like, yes, that's exactly what. Like, didn't Bobby Schmurder just get out too? Like two weeks ago, what's the fir- fucking first thing he did? Like. Yeah. Everything within his parole limits of being able to do something like that. Like, it was great. Look at what Meek Mill did. Meek Mill went to a freaking, uh, not a Phillies game, a 76ers game after he got out of jail. Live it up. Oh, yeah. With Bobby Kraft. Yes, he yeah, did. That's what, Sher- that's what Sharon Carter said. You know, I'll try to see what I can do and enjoy the party. And Zemo was like, all right, I'm going to go get my freak on. So Zemo frees himself from the binds and uh, 
starts shooting around all over the place, starts shooting at Carly, and she drops the vials of the serum, and, and Zemo stomps on them, but not in, before we get uh, Johnny Walker, picks up a vial, picks up the serum, and he's looking at it, and he's he's really thinking about it, and he puts it in a pocket, maybe? Yeah, side yeah. pocket. Okay. It's, like a, it's like a cargo type thing. Yeah, I was wondering if he had pockets in that costume. So the power broker sends more texts to Morgenthau regarding the serum she stole from Nagel, says he's going to kill her if the serum's not produced. Sam tells Carter to, uh, to tell uh, Sharon to keep tabs on Johnny while the uh, Dora Malahe arrive to apprehend Zemo because eight hours have passed. We get a big fight scene between John Walker, Lamar Hoskins, the Wakandans, Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, and in the entire fight, the one person that they're all fighting over just leaves. <laughs> Like Zemo just goes down the sewers. What'd they say? He pulled an El Chapo. Yeah. That's a reference that I don't understand. Really? Yeah. Can you explain it to me? You fucking kidding me right now? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Do you know what the fuck El Chapo is? El Chapo. Isn't he like the guy from Cuba? Yeah. Then we'll just leave it at that. Hey, in uh, the, the bottom feeds, please email Nick Mara at Nick Mara at moving the goalpost. <laughs> dot, you know? Yeah. Okay. Would you get it if you used a if someone used a Saddam Hussein reference? Well, actually, no. That was you just no, get so, it all right. So Chapo is again the world's biggest like drug kingpin. Like he's Tony Montana. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you know. I thought he was from Escobar. Mexico. He is. Yeah. Um, okay. But when he was in his last prison cell, um, he got out by doing like you know the whole you know. Oh, you haven't seen that either. You haven't seen Shawshank Redemption. All I was right, just Nick about Mar to say, and Nick, Nick, Nick Mars next hour review. Yeah, fucking yeah. Come on, <laughs> right on your list right now. So I, can, watch... I, can't even, I can't even make references to the references to give you the references. Okay, but you can help other people who may be confused. <laughs> no, everybody else knows who the fuck El Chapo is, but you, goddamn it. Okay, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Dora Malahe leaves Zemo once uh, Walker's left pinned to a table, and Barnes unable to fight after Ao momentarily removes his vibranium arm badass move and i love sam saying did you know they could do that <laughs> i like, love that too it wasn't even just like a rip it off it was like a dit, 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 like clicking a button or something and then this is where i start to feel bad for u.s agent because he's humiliated that he was beaten by a non-super soldier because the wakandans kicked his ass and uh ends up leaving hoskins for a cafe where they they're talking about superheroes that come from the, or the uh, the super heroics that come from the power serum and whether or not they would take it. And Hoskins is basically like, hell yeah, I would take it. And that was pretty much, I think that was all the inspiration that that Walker needed to basically be like, all right, fine, I'm going to take this in the future. Uh, we get that shady situation where Carly calls Sarah, Sam's sister, and th threatens her, threatens her family, uh, Sam's nephews, if she doesn't tell Sam to meet and meet alone. But Bucky joins along with her. And uh, she's like not having it either. She's like, I guess you didn't come alone. So they're trying to reason with her. And Sharon tells them, OK, Walker's here. So you guys are going to have to wrap things up or figure things out. The Flag Smashers here. They end up attacking uh, as they infiltrate the camp as Walker and Hoskins infiltrate the camp. Hoskins is abducted, tied up. Walker's alone. And as Bucky and Sam arrive, John begins displaying superhuman forces as he fights a guy by the name of Dovich, this thing fucking says. I don't even know why they would have a name for a flag smasher that random, but okay. 
and as a horde of flag smashers attack the three, Hoskins frees himself from his restraints and rejoins his allies, only to be accidentally killed. Is there anything? I don't think you could be accidentally killed when you get punched into a pillar by a terrorist who's killed before. I think that's just murder at that point. I don't think there's anything accidental about it. Yeah, yeah. an idiot fucking jumped in the way of fucking superheroes is the fucking accident. Right. Again, watching the boys, for anybody who's watched the boys, already knows like there's collateral damage. Like, uh, like if we're gonna be real and we're gonna talk about racial issues and we're gonna talk about also the stupid shit that goes on in these so-called Marvel personalities, then yeah, collateral damage is gonna be part of that world too, whether we want to believe it or not. So was anybody like, else oh, well, a little surprised that that he died? Start, yeah. No, I Nick, Nick called Nick called it earlier today when we no, uh, no, no, saw no. each other. Listen, well, he said, I, somebody, the timing he said of it. somebody had to die. Yeah. I, I was going I was planning on the ending of our, our recording today being who do you guys think is going to die? Because there's no way everyone's gonna make it out of this series alive. I still think there's gonna be a more significant death because the death I was referring to was John Walker. Like, are we going to get more US agent? Now oh, that, boy. yeah, now that he's taken the super soldier serum, though, and he's got blood on his shield, hands, whatever you want to call it, because this dude, like, again, the name of the episode, the whole world is watching. Ooh, the whole world is watching. And it's kind of crazy because obviously, you know, the USA was like, this is our new Captain America. This is going to be great. You know, blah, 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 blah. Now, like, you know, if Sam takes up that mantle and, you know, he becomes and uh, Walker becomes U.S. agent, like it's official, like that's who he is now, because well, obviously we're going down that road. I mean, the guy looked like he didn't care what he just did at the end right. of that at the end of that scene. What was your reaction? What was your like emotional level? What was your like, you know, overall outcome of, you know, Mr. Walker, you know, using the shield as a decapitator? Yeah, yeah. So was it his head that he like, he didn't chop his head off, right? He was just kind of like going after him. I thought he chopped his head off originally. Just, I think I impaled him. I don't know. Cause we didn't really get a good angle, right? No, I think that was intentional though. I tell you what I was feeling. Though. I was actually feeling some conflict and felt a little bad for him because this is now him. He's gotten to his weakest moment where if we were going to compare taking the serum to being like, the sin of all sins like that was the one thing keeping him from becoming just as bad as everybody else and now he's shown like he's he's a weak person mentally physically he's succumbed to that weakness and he's relying on the super soldier serum from this point out so he's kind of like a victim of his own doing though so it's tough to feel totally for him but i would i'd still say like it's kind of relatable so, yeah, I felt bad for him. That, that's what I was thinking as he was impaling this man with vibranium disc. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. A victim of his own doing kind of brought me back to when Steve Rogers lost Bucky, you know, the first Captain America movie. He didn't want to go. Uh, Rogers didn't want to go on this immediate killing spree. He just, you know, he was focused on stopping Red Skull, whatever it takes at all costs, at all costs. You know, you didn't really see that kind of feeling of him and like, I'm going to go kill this guy like right now, like now I'm going to kill him with my shield. 
And it kind of also makes me think, where are we going to see Johnny Walker at the end of this? You know, because clearly he be- he's becoming more U.S. agent more and more as we go go along. Still, he has the mantle of Captain America, but he's going to become U.S. agent eventually. He already has mentally and physically. And it kind of makes me wonder, are we going to see Dark Avengers at some point? Like, I don't know. McMichael, uh-huh. Would you like to see some projects on Dark Avengers down the road? I don't know what I want to see from Marvel anymore, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> uh, I... I I don't know. I, I, I said to Mara earlier today that, you know, with roughly two episodes left, like, they really had to, like, do, like, pull a rabbit out of a hat again to me. And I said, he's like, what was your biggest fear? And I said, my biggest fear was that today was going to be um, another episode of just filler. Just a lot more information, a lot more stuff. And I said there was a lot of potential for this episode. I mean, there was a couple scenes with Zemo and even with this dialogue that Zemo had that I felt like they could have gone in a couple different directions and they felt flat. You know, seeing this scene to end this episode is, again, that whole jerk me off season finale type of ending where it's like, oh, wow, where is this going? Where is this leading? I think in the first four episodes, they already gave us a pretty good idea of who this, this scumbag is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like every yeah. meme, every social network that was talking about that. I mean, everybody hates this guy. Like he's a real fucking like <laughs> fucking terrorist. Like he's a real fucking human being like in the real world today. Like, so I think they've already did a good job that without that scene, like, it, like it was the whole like Man of Steel killing Zod. Like, oh my God, Superman yeah. just did that. It's the whole Captain America can't do this. Like I said, with the gun, like you already saw it. Like, when you use the gun, is more shocking to me than you killing someone. Yeah. Sorry. Like, 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 like. So the whole clickbait and trying to like steer this narrative into into whatever direction. I mean, I that's I. I don't know. Do you guys I, want I, to see U.S. Agent come back? Well, like out is. of yeah. I, I mean, told I, Nick. I think I think that like like I said, if they do, if Ross does, I I think Ross is the power broker still. Um, I think like I said earlier, saying that. You know, U.S. agent will become like the leader of, again, either the Dark Avengers or whatever the other group is called to keep the supers in check type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't. You were saying something about like the, them being part of the big three too. like they're going to we were we were getting into it like real deep today talking about like Ant-Man, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> just trying to tie everything together. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I am definitely starting to agree with you though that the power broker has to be someone that's a a pre-established character that we know of because there's no way that they're going to introduce a brand new they're not going to talk about somebody anonymously for you know four or five episodes leave us in the dark and then introduce this person and we have no idea who they are so do you guys think that this is someone you mean like like a space engineer that we all know i think they they may have learned their lesson oh okay so do you guys think that this is someone who came around like or took the persona of the power broker during the blip? Like kind of uh, that five years that we didn't, you know, that were between Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably what it is. Um, just because it would just it just seems like it would be kind of awkward to introduce some person like new name, new character, new motives. Then they're going to have to carry over into other projects like. I don't think that this story arc is going to necessarily be wrapped up in the next two episodes. I am expecting at least one more main character to die, not named Falcon or Winter Soldier or hopefully Zemo. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I would expect it to be someone like that, where over the, the five year blip, they kind of got into power and were pulling some strings from behind the scenes. So nobody really knows who they are, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was, uh, if it was Ross. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Last question. This is for McMichael. Is Ro- now is that something that's tied into the comics? Is Ross the yeah, power broker? So, okay. Well, no. So Ross is not the power broker in the comics. The power broker is its own character, Curtis his Jackson. own person. Yeah. Um, so okay. the 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 reason why I keep on tying in Ross to this is because again, just with everything that this has gone on with the MCU with these other clues or Easter eggs that they've been given out over the time. Cause me and Nick again, had this conversation where I was like, this is an end scene. And he's like, no, this happened like in the movie. So yeah. the one thing like I always reference is again, Ross going in to get the, 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 the super serum in the, um, during the incredible Hulk. So right. with them bringing back certain characters in the last two movies and doing some of the other, things that they've been talking about it just seems like ross and him becoming the red hulk him become him starting that group to keep the supers in check just seems to be like more realistic for like the tv game because if you're going into yeah. secret invasion or you're going into civil war some of these pieces and some of these players kind of have to like happen and between tv series now with disney plus and then these movies like i feel like again that's why we're not seeing black widow the way we're seeing black widow yet I feel yeah. like there's a raw scene or there's something in this that will fully, whether the Americans were really teaching height or whatever, whatever the stupid, whatever the story is. Like, I feel like, again, like there's just way too much hype behind this movie. Like this has been more hype than goddamn Thanos coming like to like the screen. Yeah. For is what? It, there's, there's, there's something in there. <laughs> oh, there's gotta be what? something in there. And I was looking at all the projects that they're going to be doing in 2000. Like they still have like 10 projects to release over the, the year. Correct. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, and then you got Loki coming out in Jesus, what the next month or so? Yeah, I think that one's going to be a good one, a very good one. Lots, lots to talk about there. Oh boy, two episodes left. They're going to have to wrap up this whole thing in two episodes. So what do they? What do they have to do? They've got to. Fig- I think we have to figure out who the power broker is. We have to stop the flag smashers, and we have to find Zemo. Is that that's really the only three loose ends that need to be tied up? And we need to have a funeral I, for Hoskins. I disagree. What else do you think has to get tied up? We don't know who Mephesto is yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was a good one. <laughs> and because I said that in the way you guys laughed, I totally forgot the other one I was going to say. I thought it was. I thought uh, it was just a one-liner. No, I, 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 had, I had a couple. I, I had like three of them lined up. You know, zing, zing, Sorry. zing, and yeah. <laughs> Power broker is Mephisto. That's why I haven't seen him yet. Oh, yeah. So that was, so again, one of them, as again, like I said, I like joked with you earlier, like because of the Loki trailer, is this even a real reality? Is this even like our Earth, Mian? So, like I I mentioned to Mar earlier, like with DC saying that the new Batman movie takes place on Earth 2 and that we're getting like these introductions to the multiverses of other like comic books. Well, that's. uh, that's what I thought when I saw the trailer for Loki. I was like, "What the f- like? What the fuck?" Yeah, correct. So when you see, as I told Nick, you see the background where they showed the multiple time splits of him having the tesseract. So yeah, as I was yeah, telling yeah. him, like, is Wandavision even real? As, as I mentioned before, like, 
I don't want to be duped in that sense because, like I said, us having this podcast, us talking, like, again, it's like the ultimate troll again for, like, what are you ultimately trying to get or do from us? Right, right. Because ultimately, like I said, like, if you have the power to change and do whatever it is or manipulate whatever it is that you want to, to go with whatever the narrative, oh, I cut this scene, I can add this scene, I can do whatever it is. Like, what, what are we really watching? What are we really trying to get into? And because I feel like that's see, what they're getting away. You see Cap return all of the stones. So it's like, all right, that universe has been set back to what it is but what freaking universe is that now because yeah, but, but that means that there's five other universes six other universes completely in chaos right so it's like oh god it's just i'm confused oh i got the other one i was gonna say we gotta find out who professor x is like i was gonna say the whole yeah. thing yeah <laughs> which which one they're gonna which timeline they're gonna use for the x-men that was, a mi- that was a minor voice crack man so you weren't the only one today well i guess i'm guessing oh, i'm not gonna get my omega red you know, so I got two episodes left to see Omega Red come out of the fucking frost. I don't think that's happening. But we'll, we'll, hey, right? We're in we're in Europe, right? We're in Russia, kind of, right? We're in the Balkans. We yep. Right? Yeah, you know, mutants, mutants could come. You know, Wanda could be pissed off and, you know, you know, say something and, you know, mutants could just come. So last words. Was this an episode uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, rewatchable? How would you guys describe the episode? Memorable. The whole world is watching. The whole world is listening to this podcast. What's I'm your just glad. Episode? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm just glad to see like U.S. agent finally like kind of come out. I, just that side of John Walker. I'm glad we finally saw him snap. Just like, you know, character development. Not, I didn't like it. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. I don't know. Mixed emotions. McMichael. Sorry, Disney, man. I mean, Homelander kind of stole me away from you. So there's a bigger douchebag than U.S. agent out there. And... I'm only one episode in, Andrew. I have to don't spoil it for me. Uh, and like I said, some of the stuff that I was like, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I it, it was a little bit disappointing with only six episodes going. Anytime you get this stuff, I, I again, I hold it on, on, a, on a pedestal compared to the Mandalorian that kind of kicked off this whole Disney Plus thing. And, you know, to fix a franchise and to fix what they had to do to fix or help star Wars or get that fan base even right now. Oh, I mean, I feel, I feel like, I, I feel like you're kind of pulling me away from this Marvel world right now. There's nothing that's kind of, they're doing that's keeping me really interested. So they, the episode kind of made me disappointed. Mm. Well, hopefully this episode of the complete collection, I had to think there for a second cause I didn't know which podcast I was recording. Uh, didn't disappoint our listeners. Like I said, that's probably going to do it unless you guys got any final thoughts. Oh, and if you're sending death threats to uh, what's John Walker, Russell, Wyatt Russell, that's fucked. Hate the character, not the actor. Come on. Oh, shit. Is that actually going on? Yeah, he's getting death threats because of no. Yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just shaking my head because I'm like, you know, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah, if, I guess. it. Yeah. Say it again. Give us a public service announcement, man. <laughs> Hate the character, not the actor. I, I, I have so many. I have so many issues right now. I don't know if you want to get into it. so. Hey, yo, like we're gonna have to turn this off. Uh, <laughs> give me at least one of them. Just, well, just yeah. so give me one. So, so he does this right. So he, he he smashes this guy's face all over this fountain with all these people with the video with, with with their phone cameras. Like no one got an EMP. The government can't like press a button and then like shut down. <laughs> like I don't. I'm like telecommunication. Like I don't understand. Like. The little rice-sized bomb that was injected into his neck to kill him. They can't just press the button and explode his head. Oh, different movie. Different. While he's bringing that up, did you guys notice in episode, yeah, episode three when, you know, 
uh, Bucky's pretending to be the Winter Soldier and they're kind of characterized. He's getting filmed too. There's yeah, a, there's a freaking that. shot where they show yeah, like, yeah, someone yeah. on their phone and the flash is on. It's like, why just show that? Yeah, I think oh, that look, was going because like, I think it was like, oh, look, the Winter Soldier is back. So mm. that's uh, that that'll come back to bite him in the ass in the end of the series. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to bite him in the ass. Somewhere. I think it's I think it's more to scare the underworld. I think that's why Zemo had him do it was to be like, you're such a myth in the lore. And if the myth is out there that you're not part of the Avengers, then who's going to really like, like, right, right. Tell you what you're looking for. So I think it was more along the lines of like the underworld, like getting that video of like, oh, shit, the Winter Soldier's back. So yeah, I mean, I hope, on, so. I hope be that, on alert. Yeah, I hope we don't see that service at the end of it. And it's going to be like, oh, Sam, you're good to go. But Bucky, you're, you know, you're fucked. You're, you know, I just don't understand where we it's can like, have like, you know, other like, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand where we can have some technology. Just some technology doesn't exist sometimes. I just don't I don't get it. It's fiction. Hollywood magic. Mm. All right. <laughs> so if I think for the third time, I'll try and wrap this up and conclude <laughs> Uh, the world is watching two episodes left Falcon and Winter Soldier hopefully we get a better penultimate episode than we did with this uh, this filler stuff uh, probably not going to be much more mention of Wakanda don't know if we're going to get a reveal of the power broker if we are going to be getting a new character power broker we're going to have to figure out who they are in episode five and then episode six, just going to have to be taking them down, but enough with the predictions enough with everything. I'm just going to press end to this. Uh, but thanks guys for listening. Thanks for joining me, me and Martha here. lives. Martha. Oh, uh, I got to think of a better ending. That's great. It starts with a 